Hello and welcome to episode 139 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Stuart Butler, joined today with Phil Fulriska. How's it going, everybody? And Melissa Cavanaugh. Howdy-ho. Pete DeMeo. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. And we've got a fifth fuel again today, Jeremy Razook. Hey, everyone. So this, this is uncharted territory. This is the first time we've done five fueligans via skype poor sound quality but guess what guys the qu- the quality of the content is going to be amazing so well you know i've listened to the most re- the the episode with tim peters where we all did via skype and yep. i thought the audio quality was pretty good yeah it wasn't bad it was definitely you it, it was audible right we could you could understand us it's not perfect but hey we don't live in perfect times but guess what we are here to make those slightly more perfect than they are by bringing you some tips and tricks on hotel marketing. So that's what we're doing today. This is Jeremy's episode. We're going to be talking about how to nail your hotel messaging right now during this global crisis. So a lot of people are doing this right. A lot of people are doing it wrong. So we're here to offer you some tips, tricks, some advice on what to consider as you think about when and how to push out your emails we already talked a little bit last episode about your advertising. We'll touch on that again today. But anytime you're communicating with your guests, these are some things you should probably think about right now because this this is the new normal, as everyone keeps saying, and the rules of engagement have changed. So let's jump right in, shall we, with our first one. This is number one, 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 one. one, 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 one. So first is instilling confidence in your guests. So you should be letting your guests know the health and safety measures you're taking at um, your property, but you're also offering flexibility when you can and being clear in your messaging. Yeah, I think, you know, there, there's that internet meme going around saying, oh, you know, every brand I've ever encountered is now sending me emails about how they're handling coronavirus. But when you're talking about a hotel, this is actually important. Maybe I don't care how my bank is handling the coronavirus, but if I'm planning on staying at a hotel, in person, yeah, you know what? My health and safety is at stake, so I definitely do want to know what you're doing to, to take care of my, my, my health. So be clear about what you're doing. And I would say on that as well is it's mo- the most important thing is to let the customer know that they're going to be safe and create that confidence that Jeremy spoke about because a vacation is a little bit different than when you know Geico sends me an email saying that they care about COVID and that their staff is working remote. I don't care so much about that, but knowing that they have these policies in place and whatnot from a hotel's perspective is incredibly important because you want your guests to feel good about, you know, their decisions to stay. And may not be your entire email database and your messaging may change when you're instilling confidence, especially in the people who have book stays that are upcoming within the next few months. Um, These are the people who need the message now. Yeah, and it's, it's confidence across a couple of things, right? There's there's a few fear motivators right now. One is the fear of contracting the virus. The other is the, the fear of uncertainty related to financial position, when this is all going to be over, the timing of it, et cetera. So uh, you can instill confidence on your processes and procedures related to cleaning and social distancing, but you can also help related to what are they going to have to worry about from a cancellation policy and 
things like that as well. People, if they're going to be willing to spend money right now, they need to know that they're not going to lose that money if things change or continue on the current path. So there's a lot of different ways. Just think through every fear motivator that exists within the consumer right now and try to figure out a way that you can maybe eliminate some of that fear, reduce or, or completely eliminate it. So, Jeremy, you came up with a few examples here of some folks that we feel like are getting this part right. You want to run through those? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of those uh, resorts is uh, Lake Buena Vista Resort Village and Spa. They had an email come out, um, and it was using really clear messaging that states the benefits of Booking Direct, which is pretty huge right now, um, as well as offering free cancellations if you were to book direct. Um, we also had Breakers Resort, um, who ended up r- taking a more relaxed approach to their cancellation policies um, and introducing those in their on their policies page and within the policies page, highlighting those new policies um, with a different with actually a different font color to make them stand out and make the message even more clear than it could be. And then also in town suites. Um, their website's homepage has a banner that clearly states that the guest health and safety is the focus moving forward, as well as directing guests to a separate page that really goes in depth on how the uh, company is taking care of their hotels through cleanliness and safety. Right. And what I should have said at the beginning of this, that so some of what we're talking about today, uh, Jeremy has compiled them into a, a blog post of just, we're going to continue to add to it of things that we feel like people are doing right in terms of their communication. And all of these examples are going to be on that blog post with screenshots and links, et cetera. So if you want to go to the show notes, which is fueltravel.com slash podcast and click on episode 139, there'll be a link there to the original blog post, which contains all the screenshots. So if you want to see how people are doing it and, and emulate them, that's the best way to do it. All righty. Move on to number two, 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 two. So number two is leading with sincerity and empathy. So basically it's acknowledging the crisis or the issue at hand and letting the consumer know that you're thinking of those affected by this issue. I think the first part of this is maybe the most important. Be sincere in your message. Don't pile a bunch of poop into a message that isn't from the heart because people will see right through that in my humble opinion. Yeah, I think it's the correct opinion. I think now is not the time to be opportunistic or try to take advantage of of the situation. Now is the time to pull together and and really look for opportunities to help folks. But this is the approach that Fuel's taken really is that sincerity and empathy approach. We we really spend a lot of time internally thinking about how can we help people in these situations and the different types of people that are affected in different ways. Obviously, there's, there's businesses that that are really struggling, which is why we're putting out this kind of content, the ones that are still operational, just to, to help them navigate the stormy waters. We also put together the resources se- uh, section of our site, so fueltravel.com slash resources, where you can go and get a bazillion articles that give you some good advice. But then we're also empathetic to the folks that are either found themselves out of work or they found themselves with new responsibilities because other folks have had, you know, have left. So, that's why Phil's putting together the video series that we talked about in the last episode with very specific tutorials on how to do certain things that you need to be doing right now and how to think through it. So those videos, by the time this podcast is published, uh, those should be up on our website as well. So 
we're, we're trying to take that approach and we're in the hospitality industry. Everyone listening to this is so it, it's always about people. And so being empathetic to people's situation and being sincere that you want to help them, I think is going to shine through. Uh, that's certainly what we believe. And that's why we're taking the approach we are. But again, I think, Jeremy, you had a couple of examples here of folks that are doing this right. Yeah, I, I really like this example, too. It's from the Sun and Ski and in Suites. Um, their messaging immediately touches on the crisis, um, and it speaks directly to the guests and employees affected by the crisis, um, as well as the messaging is very open and very honest, especially when they, I think, towards the middle of the messaging, um, they discuss why and their decisions to actually tempora- temporarily close the property for the time being. And then I also really like this. I think it left a lasting impression is how they use light as a metaphor, a symbol for hope, future, and direction. So it kind of um, shows, you know, we're going to be here, you know, when this all ends. And, you know, hopefully we can be a light at the end of the tunnel or, you know, just instilling that hope, um, you know, during this uh, crisis going on right now. Yeah. And this is a property. It's in Stowe, Vermont. It's one I've actually stayed at a couple of times when we visited one of our partners up there and uh, they've always done a good job you know a decent job when i've stayed there but this really brought me to the point where i it's going to be a struggle for me to stay anywhere else next time i go there even if the rates are, are higher because i really felt like they endeared themselves to, to me and and were very earnest very honest very vulnerable uh, they, they, you know, they talked about the fact, and I didn't know this before because they don't really preach it, but it's a family owned business. And they even said, you know, we don't usually talk about our family, but now's an important time to talk about families and the importance of it. So they, they had a little profile in their family as well in there. So it's really, really good. I, I thought they nailed the, the tone and, and there was nothing in there at all about selling. It was all about, here's what we're doing, why we're doing it. And, you know, offering hope and light, like you said, to folks that are struggling right now. Really, really good. Well, I think you hit on a key there where it's the messaging is key and it's not about selling. Right now, there's little to nothing you can do for the next you know, week or so to get people to come visit your property. From a governmental standpoint, if you're in a stay-at-home order, you're not traveling. But what you can still do as a hotelier is be that good hotelier and help others, you know, provide motivation, provide information about the property and yourself and just and, and be there and not be something that's going to cause stress or concern, but be there something that when they read your message, it makes them smile. Because at the end of the day, people are going to stay at properties when this is over and they're going to want to stay at the properties that made them smile. And one thing I want to point out with this is, Make sure you have a message to to show your future guests. If you sit back and do nothing, I'm sure that your your website and your existing messaging is all about selling. So if you're not making changes right now to show that you know you are sincere and empathetic and care about your guests, it's going to look self-serving if you just sit there and do nothing. Yeah, and I, I think one important thing that I've learned over the years from a marketing perspective is people don't really focus as much on what you said as they focus more on how you made them feel. And if you can bring some levity or some some positivity or some hope to their lives right now, uh, looking at the future, we know that 
part of travel is the aspiration of it, the dreaming of it, the preparation for it. And in fact, a lot of studies out there suggest that people enjoy that build up to a to a trip more than the trip itself. They're happier during that dreaming phase. So you know, they can't stay right now in a lot of cases, but they can still dream. They can still aspire. And, and if you can be a part of that, then you're going to set yourself up when we come through the other side to, to, to capitalize that. So focus on how you're going to make the guests feel. Are they going to feel more endeared to you? Are they going to feel uh, appreciative of you? Are they going to want to help you on the other side of this? Because you've been vulnerable to them. Those are the things you want to think through. And, and I think this is one of my favorite examples. The son of ski, they did an amazing job of that. All of those things. They checked all the boxes. Alrighty. So number three, 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 So number three is building and strengthening your community. So the focus should be the needs of your community, like your guests, employees, or even your actual physical location to build support, support and togetherness. And from a social media standpoint, now is not the time to win over followers. Now is just the time to build that community. And like we've, and similar to what Sunensky was doing is, you know, being a light for uh, people to see. Yeah, I think here, you know, again, social media is the place where you really have the ability to reach people because people are home literally doing nothing but sitting there on Facebook and scrolling. And why not really show yourself as a community player and somebody who is willing to jump in and help your fellow locals out and whether it's supporting local restaurants or whatever the case might be you know again now is not the point that you're doing a hard sell you just want to show that you're all humans and you're trying to get through this together yeah and i think jeremy touched on something important there there are different communities that you're a part of your, your staff is one of your most important communities in, in treating them right. You know, the reality is there's some awful situations that are having to happen right now related to layoffs and furloughs, but doing that the right way, communicating with those the right way. I've, I've heard horror stories and uh, I won't name names, but I've heard from inside of Vacasa who has laid off a lot of people right now. And, you know, they were the golden child of the industry for a lot of people and they'd grown and they'd got so much venture capital and they were doing so good. And from what I'm hearing, they've really struggled with their approach to how they've handled the layoffs. They're doing it by group video conferencing, they're scheduling a call at a certain time and saying, if you're on this call, you're getting laid off. If you're on this call, you're going to be reduced hours. And if you're on this call, you're the lucky ones. But guess what? We're going to ask you to work a lot longer hours. Ouch. So, yeah, it's it's not. It's not building them up for long-term success. You know, it's not helping that community of staff members to say, these guys treated me right in our darkest hour. I'm happy to fall on my sword for them in the future. You know, I, I, I would imagine a lot of folks that would, were not treated well in the way they were let go or furloughed, they're, they're not going to come back. They're going to look for other opportunities for, for work with businesses that treated their employees right. You know, that's that's one of our focuses here on fuel is how do we make this as as relatively painless as we can for our employees, knowing there's going to be pain. What can we do to make that a little bit easier? So your your staff, one community, your guests, we've already talked about some of the messages and then your local community like Melissa just talked about. How can you help? How can you be someone that makes things a little bit better and not a little bit worse? My biggest pet peeve right now are the folks that are just throwing 
Twitter bombs. You know, they're just making comments on situations that aren't helpful. You know, we had someone that clearly hadn't listened to our podcast episode a couple ago with Tim Peter that just made a kind of snarky comment about all hotels should be closed. And, you know, there was no nuance to that. There was no consideration of the reality that a lot of first responders and essential workers have to stay in hotels right now, that a lot of people live in, in hotels as their permanent residence. It was just a, hey, I have an opinion and my opinion needs to be said and let me share it. But what, what, who are you helping when you make those? So be mindful of what you push out there. If, if it's not helping the situation right now, just stay quiet because you're not, you're not going to be doing any good for anyone. So think through your different communities and look for communities that, that are struggling even more than you and, and try to help them as well. So we have some examples of this too, right? Yeah. Um, another example that I really liked um, was from Grace Bay Resorts. They actually sent out a video message that really put the spotlight on their employees and staff and their local community. Um, throughout the video, they regu- regularly mention supporting the livelihood and the safety of their staff, which I thought was excellent, um, looking after those who um, are working at those resorts. Um, we also had another one from the Books Company. So this isn't a hotel or an, or, uh, a cabin agency or anything like that. Um, it's actually a flower delivery company. Uh, so the company lists a bunch of actions that, and this was from an email, um, the company lists actions that they're taking that they're going to be doing to support the partners that they work with. Um, also within the email, they've listed ways that you, the reader can support your local community during, uh, this crisis. So I think some of the, um, items include like leaving up signs in your neighborhood of, you know, good hope or. Uh, to bring a smile to someone's face or you know, ha- taking a virtual chat with somebody just to put a smile on their face, which I thought was really cool and heartwarming. Um, and then a late addition is from Niagara Falls Tourism. So they started a social campaign called Niagara Heart of Hope. Um, and they even started, uh, created their own hashtag. So basically it is hotels and casinos that are, part- that are partnering with Niagara Falls Tourism. Um, and the goal is to is lighting the windows with hearts and uh, different imagery of hope to show signs of hope and solidarity. Yeah, that's really neat. And again, we'll link to all these in the show notes and on Jeremy's blog. Really cool. All right, let's move on to number four, 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 four. So number four is keep your destination and what you offer top of mind. So stay top of mind by sharing resources that followers and guests can enjoy from home. So an example could be if you host a happy hour, then maybe it's best or a good idea to share your favorite drink recipe to followers. And so that's something that they can make at home to you know, keep you top of mind, um, as well as creating virtual events for classes or discussions or performances. Um, so basically, it's just being an escape for people during this crisis. Yeah, people are looking for, for things to give their attention to uh, other than the, the news right now. So. We, we've talked a little bit on the last couple of episodes about some of these where folks are holding, you know, they're having bands and doing virtual gigs on property. I've seen folks that are doing chefs that are doing recipes that you can cook at home, things like that. So think about what it is you're known for. If you're a health and wellness and you, you could do yoga classes, uh, there's, there's a lot of opportunity through video today. You know, it, it's everyone has access to some kind of video device to record and watch. So using virtual versions of what you would normally do in person 
to endear people to your property so that they're going to want to come back. They get to know you a little better and they want to come and stay with you when this is over. So again, you have some examples of these. Yeah. So Canyon Ranch, which is more of a wellness resort, um, not only is the messaging that they use uplifting in one of their social media posts, uh, the resort is also promoting wellness resources that followers can enjoy at home. So they include nutritional uh, recipes, um, fitness activities, and spiritual resources. And then there's And Beyond Travel, um, which is like a travel tourism company to different um, locations around the world. Africa is one of their biggest destinations. Um, And pretty much the messaging highlights the destination, which is Africa. They also encourage friendly engagement with their social media posts that they shared, um, as well as sharing their favorite destination-themed books, movies, recipes, and music that people can enjoy at home and keeping that destination at top of mind. Yeah, and we'll be adding more of these examples because I think a lot of people are kind of going this route in in seeing how they can virtualize their their value proposition. So I would expect to see a lot of these coming up, and we'll we'll try to – sprinkle them in when we see folks doing good jobs we'll try to sprinkle them into future episodes so that we can inspire you hopefully to think along the same lines you know i think with you know both canyon ranch and and beyond it's outdoors it's very aspirational and that's the the part of the vacation process we're in right now it's 100 percent aspirational because people aren't actually traveling so it's a perfect opportunity to connect with your guest to create that aspirational desire to to visit a certain property. I think if you do have those outdoor components, if you do have, you know, wide open spaces, that's that's the perfect thing to highlight and, and get people out of the 24-hour news cycle where it's doom and gloom. Show them that there's fun out there and get them thinking about what to do after all this passes. I know our family's been you know, looking at all types of outdoor activities from hiking to beaches, whatever it might be. Now's the time to be to really focused there. Yeah. If you're a golf resort, go, go showcase your, you know, signature hole, have someone play it, video them. If you have like zip lines or ropes courses or anything like that, those fun differentiator type activities, getting the video of it now, you know, again, keeping you top of mind and showcasing the the cool things you have on property, you know, instilling that, that dream factor where people will want to come stay with you. Yeah. And that's on the, on the flip side of this, you know, if you don't, if you're a property that doesn't have these kind of amenities, you can look at the other end of the travel journey. You know, we talked about the fact that there's the planning and the dreaming the aspiration side which we can control right now. There's also the stay that we can't control right now. But what about the the afterwards, the sharing of memories and and you know dreaming of the next time and 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 just the nostalgia side of it. So even if you don't have these amenities, you can really tap into that side. So having contests on social about sharing your favorite vacation memories or recreating your favorite vacation memories, things like that. We've seen take off tremendously we're getting ready to launch a campaign on uh in the Myrtle beach market along those lines and we're actually going to have uh ed st Ange from flip to on an upcoming episode you know that's a that's an advocacy platform that allows people to share their memories and he's seen some amazing examples of things that the properties are doing so we'll focus on that a little bit more in, in an upcoming episode but that's something you can capitalize on as well so they can't stay, but they can dream and they can share memories. Those are the two sides of the, the, 
journey that you can really focus on right now. We have a bonus. We do have a bonus. Bonus, 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 bonus. So bonus is updating your ad copy messaging. So yeah. Yeah. So we don't really have um, an example per se, but we do have some tips. And I know that some of these may be something that were covered, um, you know, in Phil's latest blog post as well. Yeah, and, and I would say for, for a lot of that, you can listen to the last episode. We just published episode 138 where we, we talked through some of the things you should be doing with your advertising in general, you know, the negative keywords, et cetera. But this is this is really focused on just the, the copy. So taking the lessons you've learned from all of this we just talked about, applying it to your advertising. So you want to run through those real quick? Yeah, so you know, leveraging your ad copy to pr- promote stays in the future, I mean, you know, using copy that are along the lines of, you know, book your next vacation, or maybe doing something along summer stays. Um, <clears throat> another thing is, you know, consider changing your book now call to action. You know, if that's the call to action you're using currently, you know, maybe it's a good idea to, you know, learn more about the hotel or explore a hotel or something like that. And then consider testing flexible cancellation policies in your ad text only if you are offering those flexible cancellations. Which you should be at this point. If, yeah. if you're not, then shame on you because you've got to take some of this burden off of the, the guest if you expect them to come stay with you. And and I know that we've seen it already. The, the properties that are bending over backwards to help guests and potential future guests at this time are the ones that are seeing more future bookings. The ones that are being rigid and are not being flexible, they're the ones that have come to a screeching halt in terms of future bookings. And they're going to be the ones that's going to take longer to dig themselves out of the hole. We're in the hospitality business. You've got to think of people first in every decision you make. And I, I get it, right? It's tough times and you've got to make decisions to stay in business. It's going to be a lot harder to stay in business in the long term without guests. So you got to do what's right now. Take the short term loss for the long term gain. It's really important. Well, that was our episode. Another record short episode. We're around 30 minutes. I, I think I've heard some mixed comments from folks. Some missed the jibber jabber that we've eliminated for the, you know, for the next few episodes as we try to push out more succinct content. Uh, but we're we're aware too that people don't have as much time to listen to podcasts right now because they're not commuting, and that's that's when a lot of folks tend to listen to it. So we're going to minimize the jibber jabber for a little bit, but don't worry, it will come back. And we'll, we'll try to st- stick some at the end of the episode like this jibber-jabber right now just so that if those that, that miss it, they can they can still hear some. So I've been storing up banter for quite a while. So yeah. any chance I have to just ramble on and on, I'm ready to do so. I appreciate that. So maybe we'll just do a massive banter episode once we're through this stuff. There'll be no value whatsoever other than just us catching up and chit-chatting. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Literally, you have not seen a human being in person in two weeks. So, just it's me, myself, and, and the walls in my house. So, I'm ready to talk to anybody. I'm so excited to see when this quarantine stuff lifts, how socially awkward everyone's going to be around each other. You know, we're not yeah. going to know really like where do you look? What do you do with your hands? You know, all the. <laughs> yeah, I don't anticipate handshaking being a, a thing for a little while, for yeah. sure. I, I just envision it being like. Uh, Ricky Bobby, where he doesn't know what to do with his hands when he's getting interviewed. People are just kind of just <laughs> staying 10 feet away trying to whisper. It's going to be fun. Yeah. It's, it's been really interesting. You know, my wife and I are trying to 
go out for a walk or a jog once a day just to stay active and take care of our bodies. But if, if you are crossing paths with another group of humans, people are taking a wide berth. They're crossing the street to avoid each other. It's really it's really a new situation that I hadn't experienced before. I think we're all dealing with that, right? We're all dealing with these new, new normals. But yeah, I wonder how, how long it will take for people to start trusting being in each other's space again. All right. Well, that is our, another shorty episode. We need to come up with a word for these, like a the shorties or the, the I don't know, the purely shorties, something like that. The fuel shortage. <laughs> nice. We don't want to add more fear to the situation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Phil, if they want to find you, where can they do that? You can find me on Twitter at pforiska, P-F-O-R-I-S-K-A. And Pete. Hey, I'm on Twitter also. I'll see you there. It's uh, P DeMeo, P-D-I-M-A-I-O. Hey, Pete, can you, can you post a picture of your mustache on your Twitter? I, I can't because my mustache now has its own Twitter profile. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> no, it doesn't. But Oh, that would be amazing. For sure. I, I was thinking about um, on Instagram a, a, a daily diary of what my mustache goes through. Yeah. Probably a lot of vitriol from your wife who hates it. Yes, I, I'm getting a lot of that. Yeah. Any time I'm talking to my wife now, she holds her finger under her nose. Yeah. She goes, because if it looks weird for me looking at you, it should look weird for you looking at me. I love it. That's amazing. <laughs> All right, Melissa, where can they find you? I'm on Twitter at M-A-K-A-B-A-N-A-G-H. Are you growing a mustache as well? You know, I could probably go head to head with Bill, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And Jeremy, thanks for putting the notes together today. If they want to find you, where can they do that? On Twitter at Jeremy Razook, R-A-Z-O-O-K. Awesome. You can find us collectively at Fuel Travel. You can find me at Stuart Butler. You can also, if you want to email us, info at fueltravel.com. Any questions you have right now, anything, we, any advice we can give to help you through this, we'll be happy to do it. Um, and also, if you have ideas for content that you want us to push out, that would be great. That would be great as well. The notes to today's show are fueltravel.com slash podcast. Click on episode 139. And the one thing I would ask you all to do right now is share this resource and share the other resources like the the master list we put together fueltravel.com slash resources share those with peers in the industry folks that maybe you haven't talked to in a, in a while uh now's the time that everyone needs to help a little helping hand so that's what fuel's here to try to do so if you know someone in the industry that doesn't listen to the show or hasn't seen the resources we're putting out please share it with them that that'll help them that'll help us and we'll all be happier in the long run so Until next time, you have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. It was so weird having coffee instead of beer.